Welcome to the Wake Up Your Warrior podcast with me, Christine Cohen. Every week, we will share conversations with humans whose lives have been transformed by the power of movement on their mental health, break down the latest neuroscience, and hopefully inspire you to wake up your inner warrior to fight for the best versions of you every single day. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, Warrior. Have you ever wanted to know more about what natural methods actually help improve depression and anxiety? Do you get overwhelmed when you look up what supplements or methods are out there to improve mood, energy, and release stress? Maybe you just want to have a clear starting point. I get it because I've been there as well. As you know, if you've heard my story, which I've told a few times on this podcast, and you can go back to the very first episode to hear how I overcame depression, anxiety, and binge eating purely by natural methods. But it's complicated and there's no quick fix or magic pill as much as we want there to be. We're just really beginning to understand so much about the brain, depression, and anxiety. Science is finally catching up with research and there's so many things that are exciting to see. But we do know some things for sure. For example, there is no one cause of depression or anxiety. It's not always only a psychological issue just in the mind. The chemical imbalance theory has been disproven. Yes, disproven. Emotional trauma can absolutely cause brain and mental health issues. There are things called psychological pretenders that exist, which are physiological issues that start in the body but cascade into brain issues and appear as mental health, mental illness issues. Depression and anxiety have many causes and therefore they have many possible solutions and treatments. Everybody's case is different. What's important is to empower yourself in your own journey, your own healing of anxiety and depression and know that It is possible to not struggle with these things for the rest of your life. So what I did was create a free workshop that takes you through how to naturally improve your depression and anxiety. You can watch it instantly just by registering for it in the link below. And you'll walk away from this workshop feeling more empowered and having a clearer action plan of how to support yourself every day. In this workshop, we dig into the overlooked causes of depression and anxiety that start in the body but affect the brain. We talk about exactly how food and vitamins and minerals play a direct role in our brain and mental health functioning and functioning optimally. We also get into some science-based natural methods and why they actually not only help relieve symptoms but can heal the body and the brain long-term. You'll also learn the biggest mistakes that I see people make and how to avoid them. And finally, you'll see how you can create your own step-by-step process based on your body's individual needs. So go check that out. The link to watch it instantly is in the show notes below. The workshop is 90 minutes. It's packed with value. It's packed with actionable information. But of course, I break it down in a way that's really easy to understand. We got lots of visuals and Uh, I think it's going to really open your perspective. So please go check that out. 
Today's podcast, we are going to talk about one of those natural methods that has been shown in the science to be incredibly powerful for brain health. It's called vagus nerve stimulation or vagal toning. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Hi, I'm so excited to be teaching you today's technique and to be discussing this concept at all. We are going to talk about vagal nerve stimulation or vagal nerve toning. Like toning like a muscle? Well, not really, but it is something that will literally help your body become better at stress and come down from a stressed state faster. What am I talking about? I'm talking about vagal nerve stimulation. Okay, so let's just back this up because what is a vagal nerve? Why are we stimulating it? And are we toning it? Like, is it getting stronger? How does this work? If this is something you're interested in learning more about, please comment below and feel free to ask questions throughout the live or the replay. Um, this is something I'm very excited to teach you, even going uh, into the weekend. Um, this is a tough weekend for all of us. And uh, I think just having more stress relieving, stress reducing techniques in our tool belts, things that we can work on and apply together um, is just going to help us overall. overall. Um, the other thing we're gonna be doing in this video is I'm gonna be actually teaching you how to stimulate the vagus nerve. I'm gonna go over about five different ways you can do that. And then we're gonna do an exercise together so you can really get a feel for it. All right, so by stimulating the vagus nerve, like I said, you can send a message to your body that it's time to relax and distress, which leads to long-term improvements in mood, well-being, and resilience. Low vagal tone has been associated with chronic inflammation, and as a part of the immune system, inflammation has a useful role, helping the body to heal after injury, for example. But I think as we all know, long-term, it can really damage organs and blood vessels if it persists long-term chronically when it's really not needed anymore. One of the vagus nerve's jobs is to reset the immune system and switch off production of proteins that fuel this chronic inflammation. Low vagal tone, so think low tone, right? Not strong. Low vagal tone means this regulation is less effective and inflammation can become excessive. The latest research shows that vagal stimulation has a positive response with so many things from rheumatoid arthritis to literally all digestive disorders, including Crohn's disease, IBS, diverticulitis, autoimmune disorders from MS to fibromyalgia to lupus to uh, celiac disease, chronic fatigue. It also can be helpful in things such as PTSD, epilepsy, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, as well as anxiety, panic attacks, and depression. So what is the vagus nerve and how do we tone it? Let's get into this. Okay, so just to take a visual with me, I want you to imagine the vagus nerve in your body. So the vagal nerve starts in the brainstem. It actually starts just behind the ears and it travels down either side of the neck. It actually uh, splits, so it travels down either side of the neck, across the chest, 
and down through the stomach, digestive tract, lungs, heart, spleen, intestines, liver, kidneys, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, like the whole thing. <laughs> Not to mention um, a range of other nerves that are also involved in speech, eye contact, facial expressions, and even our ability to tune into other people's voices, which I think is super cool. It's made of thousands of nerve fibers, and 80% of them are sensory, meaning the vagal nerve reports back to your brain what's going on in your organs. So there's this constant communication. If you've ever heard of the vagal nerve, you've probably heard it in the context of the vagus nerve uh, connecting the brain to the gut and the gut to the brain, sending messages back and forth. But the vagal nerve is actually comes from um, a Latin word meaning wanderer, um, vagus, think like uh, vagabond, right? Like nomad, vagabond, wanderer, vagal nerve kind of helps um, take a visual. So it literally wanders throughout the body. Um, the vagal nerve system regulates our rest, digest system, um, and the better our vagal tone, the faster we move from a stressed fight or flight state, also known as the sympathetic nervous system response. So fight or flight equals sympathetic nervous system response. I'm going to give you a really easy way to remember this in just a second. So the, it helps us move from that stressed sympathetic state to what I call a grounded state or parasympathetic nervous response. So just to kind of put a great analogy to help remember this is, okay, we're in an airplane. We jump out of the airplane, right? We are free falling through the sky. What do you think is happening? We're in fight or flight, right? We had a rush of adrenaline. It's super intense, right? That's our sympathetic nervous system. But when we release our parachute, parasympathetic parachute, we're gliding, we can breathe, we're enjoying the view, we can be a little bit more focused and present and calm. That is our grounded nervous system, okay? Sympathetic, parasympathetic, fight or flight, grounded. Okay, so not all vagal nerves are the same from human to human. Some people have stronger vagal activity, which means their bodies can relax faster after stress, but that doesn't mean you're screwed if that's the kind of person you are, um, or if that's the tone of your vagus, um, your vagal activity from, you know, from birth. You can actually tone the vagal nerve, strengthening its response, AKA getting better, at shifting out of stress. Yes. The strength of your vagal response is known as your vagal tone. Okay, so how fast you go from stressed to calm and grounded is known as your vagal tone. And it can be determined by using an electrocardiogram or something called a heart rate variability machine, HRV, or it can, there's uh, lots of apps. And I think like the Apple Watch does this. I think the Aura Ring does this. I think there's another um, new tech thing that can help actually read your heart rate variability um, to measure the heart rate and to measure the strength of your vagal response. But you can actually sense this yourself. We're gonna do this together. 
you can sense um, the shifts of your heart rate if you get really quiet and put your fingers on your wrist pulse right here. So if you take your two, your forefinger and your middle finger and put it right on the outside of your wrist, part that's closest to the thumb right here on this fleshy part and you find your pulse and we close our eyes and we get quiet. I want you to take a few seconds to see if you can notice, sense a change in your heart rate as you're breathing. So we're going to get quiet. and open them. Did you notice anything? Every time you breathe in, your heart beats faster in order to speed the flow of oxygenated blood around your body. When we breathe out, our heart rate slows. This variability between heartbeats is one of the many things regulated by the vagal nerve, which is active when you breathe out, but suppressed when you breathe in. So the bigger your difference in heart rate when breathing in and out, the higher your vagal tone. I'm gonna to say that again. The bigger your difference in heart rate, right from fast to slowing down, the bigger the difference when breathing in and out, the higher your vagal tone, which is a good thing. Okay, so how do we stimulate our vagus nerve? How do we tone it? What can we do? Okay, so the first way that you can tone your vagal nerve, this is so cool, is by singing, humming, chanting, or gargling. Yes, I know, singing, I know. Okay, so the vagal nerve is connected to your vocal cords and the muscles at the back of your throat. So singing, humming, chanting, gargling can activate these muscles and actually stimulate the nerve. This has been shown to increase heart rate variability and vagal tone, which is what we just talked about. How freaking cool is that? Also, side note, has anyone ever noticed when they're in a more like depressed cycle? If you are somebody who likes to sing, I'm somebody who likes to sing, in the car, in the shower, around the house, but when I am in a depressive slump, even if it's for a day or two, um, and forget about it, years ago, I went months without singing. I don't want to sing. It doesn't even occur to me to do it. It's like anything that would bring me joy, depression takes away. If it had a personality, right, that's why I call it the darkness, because it just takes it away. I don't even think about singing. I don't even think about listening to music. It's wild. It is wild. Uh, that was just a side note, but if anyone else experiences that, notices that, um, just comment below. Something that I do on purpose now if I'm feeling a more anxious day um, or a day where I feel like my mood is a little bit lower or I'm more tired, I will sing loud <laughs> on purpose. I will just put on a song, usually it's a Broadway playlist, and I'll just sing it out and I always 
always feel better. It's freaking, it's amazing. And this is one of the reasons why. Okay. The second way to do this exercise. Hello. Of course it was going to come into the conversation at some point. Um, so 22 minutes minimum actually. Um, yeah, 22 minutes. 22 minutes is kind of like the number that has been averaged out in all of research that uh, basically has an impact on our mood and reducing stress. 22 minutes of moderate to intense activity. So that means our heart rate is elevated, we're breathing heavier, but we can keep going. So a uh, at, at 22 minutes, you'll start to feel a difference. Um, maybe even sooner, but for sure, around the 20 to 30 minute mark, you will start to feel a difference. Um, so moderate to intense weightlifting or bursts of intense bursts of movement like boxing or jumping rope or even sprinting, um, spurts of intense swimming, what else? Spurts, 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 bursts, either one, <laughs> of intense dancing, excuse me, all of this would contribute to it. Or light walking for a little bit longer of a time, about 45 minutes plus, 45 to 60 minutes, would also provide vagal nerve toning. Number three, laughing. Guys, can you even believe that the things I'm sharing right now are, lit are legit? Like this is science researched methods that show that these things help to tone our vagal nerve. It's, and I'm, I'm saying laughter, it's wild. Yeah, another thing that we don't feel like doing when we're depressed. Interesting. Um, that's because laughing is connected to our, what's called social engagement um, desire, I guess, social engagement um, level, which is when we are at our optimal um, uh, nervous system response. So it happens when we want to be in parasympathetic nervous system, parachute out. If you've also ever done any sort of therapy where even when people are having like anxiety or panic attacks, encouraging laughter is a really powerful way to release stress, also to get somebody to breathe deeply. Um, so it's it works in many ways. But researchers have discovered that number one, reflecting on positive social connections improves vagal tone and increases positive emotions. Sorry, give me one second. Um, ch -ch 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 -ch. Laughter has been shown to increase heart rate variability and improve mood. Vagal nerve stimulation often leads to laughter. So if you're doing other types of vagus nerve stimulation, this can actually also cause like fits of laughter or like bursting out laughing um, as a side effect, which kind of just perpetuates that they're connected. If anyone has ever done um, holotropic breathing, which is a special type of breath work that helps um, process trauma, you will know that you build up a lot of carbon dioxide in your system and weird things start to happen. Like you start to feel energy, you start to feel sort of tingles all over your body. Sometimes even your hands can kind of like get really um, stiff. They call them like lobster claws and it feels, I'm not gonna lie, it feels weird, but you're breathing and you're sort of like in an altered state of consciousness. There's no drugs or anything like that involved in this process, but laughter, and shaking, shaking the body, are two ways to re-engage and shake that energy out. And I just thought that was a really um, interesting 
connection parallel to laughter and the vagus nerve. Okay, number four. I'm just gonna take a quick sip of water. Number four, acute cold exposure. <laughs> cold therapy, whether it's hydrotherapy, whether it's cryotherapy, but acute cold exposure has been shown to activate the vagus nerve and activate specific neurons through the vagus nerve pathways. And research has found that exposing yourself to cold on a regular basis can lower your sympathetic fight or flight response and increase the parasympathetic activity through the vagus nerve. I actually often take cold showers. I take at least a 30 second cold shower pretty much every time I shower, which now you're gonna learn a lot about me, is not every day. <laughs> Probably like every other day I take a shower. Um, but either way, cold exposure, I do it at the beginning of my shower because my shower takes a few seconds to heat up anyway. So I jump in right when it's cold and I just head under. It honestly feels freaking amazing, even though it's like such a shock to the system. Um, I also do cold plunges um, when the weather is colder and the water is colder. I live down the block from the Long Island Sound, so I can literally just walk there and only my neighbors think I'm crazy. Um, and then the third thing that I've started doing just two weeks ago is cryotherapy. So um, these are all ways to activate the vagus nerve. Um, so my suggestion is try finishing, try finishing your next shower with 30 seconds, 30 seconds of cold water and see how you feel. Put your head under. Um, I highly recommend that. But when, as you build up in time, I usually play a song so that I can kind of like dance in the free, freezing cold shower or dance in the water. And I know approximately how long I'm staying in there for. I think my, the song I usually like to use is the Kygo Whitney Houston Higher Love because it's really fun and it's so fun to dance to. And I think that's a, a little over three minutes long. Um, so that's what I would use. But work your way up to longer periods of time. And um, if you are brave enough to try a cold plunge, like I'm totally, to I would totally root you on even if it's over FaceTime. <laughs> um, but another tip is you can just take your face and dunk it into ice cold water um, and hold your breath and just dunk it for as long as you can hold your breath for. And that will actually help stimulate the vagus nerve and increase vagal tone. So it's pretty cool too. All right, the last thing, the last um, suggestion I have, even though there are a lot more, um, a lot more ways to tone the vagus nerve um, using massage and other things, but that will be another video. Um, but the last thing we're gonna do together is, a, is deep diaphragm breathing. So diaphragmatic breathing, which if you work out, if you've ever done Pilates, if you've ever sang before, uh, you will know what this is. It's basically belly breathing. I'm actually gonna back up so you can see my belly as we do this exercise together. But um, so most people take about 10 to 14 breaths a minute. When we take about six breaths over the course of a minute, this is a phenomenal way to relieve stress. We're gonna breathe deeply in, from our diaphragm, we're gonna put both of our hands on our belly. 
so that our stomach expands outward, nice and big, like a balloon that is filled with air. And our exhale should be long and slow as our diaphragm naturally contracts. We're not gonna force the contraction. We're just gonna let it kind of deflate like a balloon would deflate. And the key, uh, this is the key to stimulating the vagus nerve and reach, reach, reaching a state of relaxation. Okay, so we're gonna do a few parts, um, meaning I'm gonna add on as we go. All you need to do is listen to my voice and close your eyes. But before you do that, I'm gonna just back up a little bit so that you can see what it looks like when I do this. Okay, so I have my hands on my belly right here. When I inhale, I want my belly to expand. I'm gonna feel that filling my hands and I'm gonna exhale as it naturally contracts. See that? It'll take a few breaths to kind of get used to doing it, um, especially if you are not totally aware of when you breathe and where you breathe. If most of us breathe up here in our chest, and we can only take so many breaths and so many shallow breaths, very, very shallow breaths. Um, and that is going to, number one, keep us in a fight or flight sympathetic nervous system state. And it's going to be really hard to come down from, um, from that if we are just breathing up in here. So take a deep breath in and let it out. Ideally, you would sit comfortably in a warm room or cover yourself with a blanket. So if you have access to that, you can pause the video and grab that real quick and come right back. So get yourself settled, close your eyes. I want you to pick a hand position that feels right for you, hands on your belly, on your lap, whatever. And you're gonna to start to observe your natural breathing. I want you to allow your belly to expand on the inhale and let your lower belly sink back towards your spine on the exhale. We're gonna continue this for a few breaths until it feels more natural. So gently and lightly inhaling through the nose, belly expanding, exhaling through the mouth, belly relaxing. Now we're gonna add on part two. As you inhale through the nose, you're going to create ujjayi breathing or ocean breath by drawing the breath to the back of your throat or the back of your sinus cavity. And we're gonna exhale through the mouth with a soft sound like you are misting your glasses to clean them. So the inhale looks like this. I'm inhaling towards the back of my throat. Great job. Keep trying, keep practicing. 
creating the sound stimulates the vagus nerve system as well as the breathing and the listening to the sounds you are making also does this. Keep the length of the inhale the same and allow the exhale to become longer naturally than the inhale. This is really the key to calming the breathing. Keep going, nice deep, jabby breathing. Now we're gonna add on part three, keep breathing naturally. At the top of the gentle inhale, I want you to pause the inhalation for about three seconds. And hold it for two, three, and then slowly exhale the breath out through the mouth, allowing the exhale to lengthen as you relax. The breath retention actually stimulates the vagus nerve as well. When you get to the bottom of the exhale, I just want you to coast it for a few seconds or just hold it for a few seconds as long as whatever's comfortable for you. This increases the relaxation point. As we said, when we breathe out, the heart rate slows and we shift into parasympathetic state. Great job, guys. All right, keep breathing. We're gonna add on two more parts. So I want you to gently, softly open your eyes, just about a sliver, and just focus on a point in front of you on the floor. Try to just keep your eyes still. We're not looking around. Keeping our eyes soft as we're looking down at a point on the floor, continuing with our same breath work. Inhaling, holding a few seconds at the top, it's just a sliver. Good job. Close your eyes and return to natural breathing. This is going to allow our vagal system to reset. So natural breathing with the eyes closed. breathing 
just know that with regular practice, just like with anything, consistency is key. We can get benefits after one vagal nerve toning breathwork session, but really over long term, with regular practice, people report being calmer, more focused, healthier, happier, lighter, and pain-free. And this technique can also be done reclining or propped up on pillows. It's actually fantastic if you elevate your legs just a bit so your heels are elevated. Um, this is great if you put a pillow under your calves. Um, you prop up your shoulders. This is an excellent position um, to kind of get into a great relaxation state. And this is wonderful if you, like a wonderful position and a wonderful practice if you wake up in the middle of the night to help you fall back asleep um, faster. One more deep breath in, let it out with a big sigh. Ah. Great job. I hope that you found this video, these techniques, this practice of diaphragmatic breathing that we did together today helpful. Save this video and use it for any time you need in the future. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you soon.